We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back in Hour 3 Sports Talk Sunday. Special edition for you here on WGR. No Nate, no Joe. You get to deal with me, Derek Kramer, Frank R. Curie, and Evan DePasquale as we're hanging out with you for this last hour. Excuse me there. Uh, terrible time for a hiccup. <laughs> and uh, we'll be hearing from Bill's offense coordinator, Ken Dorsey, in just a little bit. In case you missed it, Sal Capaccio checked in with us live from training camp. You can find that on our website at WGR550.com and on-demand audio, as well as uh, Rewind with the Odyssey app. You can go ahead and uh, scoop back there and be able to listen in on what Sal had to say from St. John Fisher University. I am not losing another dollar. You pay the price. And you had to show your proof as well. Oh, yeah. Of course I'm going to show my proof. I'm a man of honor. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna skirt out on the dollar. I didn't even know about the whole thing, but I'm not gonna skirt out on it. <laughs> I can't do that. So, uh, as Evan had mentioned in the update, a couple of things from Bill's practice: Khalil Shakir, Mitch Morse, Isaiah McKenzie on the uh, practice bike today. However, Roger Saffold activated to the active roster and practicing in live drills for the first time as a Bill out there today. So. That is going to be a very interesting thing. First team offensive line, by the way, uh, with Morse out today and dealing with everything that they had been doing, uh, it looks like it was Dawkins, Saffold, Bates at center, Tommy Doyle, your uh, sixth offensive lineman last year in the goal line packages, and Spencer Brown at right tackle. So Tommy Doyle getting first team reps there at guard with Morse out and Bates kicking over to center. Yeah, you wonder if that's a sign of where he is in terms of in terms of the tackle positions in camp since he was drafted as a tackle or they're just testing out his versatility. Not to mention he was, you know, the guy that you would trust first on these sorts of things because he was your goal line lineman. Yeah. So, I'd imagine that is kind of where that reward is coming in right now is getting the first team snaps when first man is down on the interior at that point. Or you're trying out new things. Because uh, like we'd mentioned before, Bobby Hart was getting first-team reps in some practices, which made me have a straight-up panic attack. Cody Ford has not been winning those reps away from any of the other players, so it may just be Tommy Doyle's turn out there as well. Questenberry continuing also to be a versatile piece. I'd expect he would probably get reps with the first unit as well if things don't pan out health-wise on the offensive line. So, here we are. We're six days away 
from the start of the Bills season in preseason against the Indianapolis Colts. It's the Colts, right? Yes. Yeah, it it's the Colts, right? It's the Colts, right? Says the guy who's going to be hosting uh, pregame <laughs> for that. So <laughs> I just wanted to be sure. You know how self-doubt is a thing? That's 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 what that was in that moment. It was just an internal panic of, wait, it was that, right? I'm not wrong. Am I wrong? Am I an idiot? Wrong. Am I an idiot? Don't answer that, Frank. <laughs> Don't answer that at all. This time. This time I won't answer it. Because you know I always do. As Derek gives me a look. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to register that. Anyway. Coverage of Bill's training camp on WGR. It's brought to you by Fiegel Car and Joyce, your border attorneys. By New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? And by Northtown Kia, the number one certified pre-owned Kia dealer in the eastern region. Shop NorthtownKia.com. Before we uh, kick things over with Ken Dorsey, it's it's not even fair at this point, I'd say, to ask people what your expectations are of this team. Because we all know what it is. It's Super Bowl or bust. They are yeah. that good where you need that sort of thing. Yesterday I was kind of in on um, no more consolation prizes, no more uh, of the feel-good story here when you have a legitimate two-time Super Bowl champion come here because of the fact that he believes in your team being the best threat to get him another ring. Von Miller left greener pastures in L.A. Dallas was in on him because he played at Texas A&M. That would have been a nice little storybook for him. Denver was in on him. He's fond of the team that drafted him. He's and they there. traded for Russell Wilson. Yeah. He's won one there. And then you get Buffalo, whose main selling point is we're good. We have Josh Allen. We have Josh Allen. You don't have to play against Josh Allen. Yeah. That's quite a selling point nowadays. You don't get you don't have to play against Josh Allen. He'd be on your side and trying to make your life easier as you stop teams from getting points. They have to keep up with him. So I'm looking for more of this, and it is what are the expectations coming with the churn of the bottom of the roster? Because that's what's always going to happen. Every NFL team, any good team, is going to go ahead and try to churn and make the bottom of the roster better. It's not like they're going to stand pat. Injuries do also happen. But there are going to be some interesting battles that we look at and players that are trying to earn themselves some big-time spots. When I talked to Sale, he had made mention of how well players are playing at the tight end position, Tommy Sweeney, how well the wide receiver room is looking that Marquez Stevenson may not even be capable of a viable threat because availability on a foot injury. Tavon Austin... Probably not going to make this roster. Jamison Crowder may be in danger of his spot because of how well Khalil Shakir is playing. Terrell Bernard playing well. The, the rookies are making a lot of splash plays. Christian Benford's become a hot topic as of late. I'm still very impressed with how well... I'm, I'm impressed with a regime that has drafted well. Because yet again, you're seeing the rookie class go ahead and show something. And yet again, you're looking at players that may become potential starters that were day three picks. When you have Gabe Davis and Taron Johnson and Matt Milano coming from day three, 
that's how you win games. It's how you become a top team. It's not only how you become a a top team. It's how you continue to be one. If you're constantly being able to find guys in days two and three every year. Legitimate starters even. Yeah. If you're constantly being able to find like – if you have you have six picks every you know every year between rounds two and seven, and you're able to find starters in two of them every year, it goes a long way with your franchise, especially when you have a quarterback that you're paying top dollar to. You need to be able to hit on these picks constantly to maintain the competitiveness on your roster, so that even though you you'll lose a top talent who's going to go get paid somewhere else, you're able to have a guy step in. Exactly. And I think, again, that's one of the biggest things is how will this team continue to foster depth for a roster that is going to need to work around the cap more than ever? They've had a lot of practices of late because they were able to make some big signings and try to work them around. Now it's going to be more of the same, except a lot more aggressive. And the best way to do it, the easiest way to do it is to hit on these draft picks. You're going to have to make tough decisions. Who's going to end up being a uh, a player that you have to lose? And it's going to start next season. But the best part about next season is that we don't have to worry about that yet. That's that's a year away. And we better hope that next season means that we are talking about players getting even bigger raises because of the fact that they're the defending Super Bowl champions. Fingers crossed. That's the cool part is that it's not just a, a fanfare thing. It's not like we're talking ourselves into a lie like the drought years. It is what the reality is. It's legit. We're, we're factored into reality, Frank. We're not yeah. talking fantasy camp. We're in reality. And that is why it's still the single most frustrating season we're about to endure. Still is. Can't imagine why. So would you say that this, the pressure that the fans are facing, is this more pressure than the 0607 Sabres? An interesting parallel. And I think part of that has to do with the fact that this has been building toward it. Whereas the Sabres in 0506, 0607, that first year of their big success came out of a lockout, and they were projected to be one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, Turns that, out they flipped the switch and were one of the best. Yeah, it came out of nowhere, and it they we got to remember too they had a slow start to that year as well. They only won like I think six out of their first fifteen games, and then next thing you know, they lost for the rest of the year. They lost like fifteen times. Something yeah, they like became that. a wagon, you know? and sadly, it was still only second in their own division. Right, so they were a four but, seed. But their that o five o six season came out of nowhere. It, as Derek just said, they were projected to be one of the worst teams in the league. So that so heading into that next season, they brought the everyone ex- back. The expectations, the were expectations were raised. there, yeah. but I don't think it was because based on the fact that Ottawa was still a problem, I don't think it was like immediate Stanley Cup champion threat. It was they are a threat for it, but we don't know if it was just like a one shot. Yeah. This Bills team has been building toward that. I kind of look at this as like me being, I have no life and would watch old Bills highlights. <laughs> this kind of feels like almost before the Bills Super Bowl run. Okay, you had in 88, you went to the AFC Championship game, you lost, and it was, you know, had magical season, etc. Then you come back, you know, you're not as good as you were the year before, you still win the division, 
and you lose in the divisional round in probably one of the worst ways imaginable. Like, you know, the Har- the Harmon drop in, in 89, and then this one, 13 seconds. I'm not saying that the next four years the Bills are going to be in the Super Bowl, but it has that feeling of you were so close. I mean, I don't know if in 89, I mean, obviously I wasn't alive. It was that was before I was born 10 years later. <laughs> the fact that you brought that up. Unnecessary. <laughs> Carry on. But it gets to the point of, you know, you had, you were basically had the, the game in your hands or like you were close to victory and, you know, it ends up leading to a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl birth, I should say. But I I have a feeling that there are probably similar parallels to this. I don't know if the Bills would have went to the Super Bowl in that 89 season. I don't know if they would have gotten the Bron- past the Broncos, but thinking about it, it just like kind of was like maybe they would have gone to the Super Bowl in '89 if they had, they had won against Cleveland. I mean, it's obviously possible, but you look at that and you and you think leading up to the first Super Bowl appearance for the Bills, they had a couple of years where you were they were building towards that already. And you knew, okay, like they're they're a top team. They can make the Super Bowl. They can win it. And that's what that's what this year is for them. For them now, we've had we have two straight years of them being a top team. Now, this as we've been talking about about today, this really is their best shot to win. Yeah, because back then there wasn't a salary cap to make you lose all these players. And this is probably the swan song of Jordan Poirier, the Bill. And it's been an awesome tenure. Amazing. Guy's been flat out amazing, especially for what he was brought in as, was not very well known, and establishes himself as an all-pro safety. Probably, arguably, the, one of the top five safeties in the league, honestly. Yeah. Um, That's what... I, I'm not even going to just oh, yeah. sugarcoat it. That's... Guy was voted as an all-pro selection. First team. So that, no, means, no that, less. that means that he's getting that respect that he finally deserves. That's How, why I was say real and that's quick. Why that's why it's bittersweet. That's why I don't really compare the 05 to 07 Sabers and with the Bills because they only had the two years. That was it. If they were to have brought back, you know, Briere and Jordan, one of them, or one of them, then you can you can make the argument because then that 07 08 season they would have been looked at as a top team still. But after losing both of them, that wasn't the case. So they. Fell and of course they fell off and still almost made the playoffs, but even still. So I like the comparison more to the '88 uh, pre. You I know, don't Super because Bowl of the bills, no just a little salary more. Cap. Right, right. But the salary cap it, thing is the issue. It had it has a little more to it. Be, I'm saying like because when you look at the year they the, when you look at the 1990 bills compared to like this year's bills, you see that they what like, they were building. I like Evan's comparison about the Sabres because there was a similar sentiment with one of the members of the station. Bulldog had made mention that he didn't really enjoy that 06-07 season because he was waiting for the postseason. He didn't get to really enjoy it for what it was, which was a President's Trophy winning team. Yeah, and I guess too, like our perspective is different because we were younger then. It was, but so it, like I had such a great time watching the regular season, right? Because we hadn't seen something like that, right? I never seen this. The thing is, but that it's but it's the same, you know, it's similar thing. Similar, we haven't thing. seen that. We haven't an seen an entire this generation with the, of Bills fans yeah. hasn't seen this. 
And yet I am expectant. I am ready for just sim to January. Let's go. But I need to get through the season like everybody else because that's how time works. And I do think that we have ourselves a chance to appreciate what the franchise has built up. I guess, too, um, that's the hardest part about this is that we still need to appreciate the roster that has been generated. But now, if there's no championship attached to this, Mm -hmm. it goes down as one of the roughest teams to not get a ring. Right. Maybe in in like recent league history. Because you look at how many times the Chargers with Phillip Rivers wouldn't be able to get there. They were a one seed multiple times. They had the number one offense and defense one year and didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> Which was still the biggest anomaly that we have ever seen in the National Football League when it comes to rankings of offenses and defenses. They still didn't make it. When it came it was yards. By the way, it was yards how they were ranked one and one, and they still, yeah, because their special teams were so bad, Awful. and they were coached by just weirdos. I think though that this is how it ends: is it has to end with a championship, and I don't want uh, Philip Rivers, Dan Marino esque legacy for Josh Allen. You can't. And the other part is. It better not. This season cannot end with another chapter of a legacy of pain. 13 seconds hurt a lot of us. There are people that still can't watch that game. I I can sort of, but after the I know after there's the plenty last, of listeners here that will not watch it. Uh, they yeah, will after, not watch it. After the Davis touchdown, I, I, I turn it off. Frank was to my right when that game was being played. Yeah, we were watching The stunned it look on my face of the Bills actually did it was... We were going crazy. It was meme-worthy, actually. Yeah, uh, but I couldn't believe it. And, again, this city has had such painful losses that you can't do this again with this roster. You can't. And here I am talking about all this, and we're in August. It's going to be a long season for me. I know. Me problem. But anyone in that similar sentiment, it's going to be a long season. We'll see what we get, though. Bill's offensive, Ken... Bill's offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, spoke with the media before practice today. That is coming on the other side of this break on Sports Talk Sunday. Derek, Frank, Evan, we're here. WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back into Sports Talk Sunday special edition here as we decided to have ourselves a nice little show with the Bills going back to Rochester and St. John Fisher University. Coverage of Bills training camp on WGR is brought to you by Fiegel Car and Joyce, your border attorneys, by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's a place to buy a case. What's your outlet? And by Northtown Kia, the number one certified pre-owned Kia dealer in the Eastern region. Shop NorthtownKia.com. I got really depressed about something on the break. Go on. <laughs> Before we get to Ken Dorsey, so um, there's a fun little thing that we have of um, like there's a there's a bet board so to say, like little wagers amongst the staff of GR, and I see one here, and it looks like it was between Mike and uh, and Joe, and it says on there Brady starts a 50th playoff game. He's at 47, and here I am thinking, what like his age? No, that's the amount of playoff games he's played. He's near 47 on his uh, age, like- but. That, I mean, how many Super Bowls he's been to? 11? I know. It's just, just too many. Ready? If he hits 50 games, that means he's going to another. Yuck. Thank you. That's the depressing part. The bad man won't go away. Ugh. I was so... When I found out he... At my college radio station, when I found out that he decided to come back... I I was like I was like banging on the table and then there was like this little like I don't know what it was but like it would sometimes pop out and and I think it was like for like turntables and I like I hit the table so hard that the magnet came out and or like popped out and you could hear the doo, doo. I was like <laughs> that that was so fun. that's why they got upgrades there. Oh well, I mean that's not for me. That that was when they that was during the that was after the upgrades. 
So you're of course, already um, what Evan that is referring place. to, by the way, is our alma mater at Buff State yeah. uh, and the student Go radio Bengals. station there, <laughs> WBNY, which is a, a place that a lot of us can pay homage to, actually. Um, Howard Simon was a member of WBNY, funny fact for he, you. He was there when it, like, was transitioning to an FM station. Yeah, uh, him, Randy Bushover, uh, the late Tom Conley, uh, all members of either here or our sister station that were uh, members of that place as well. So there's a lot of us that could pay homage to uh, Buffalo State and WBNY for um, for having us here on the air. So it's a, it's a fun little thing there. But, yeah, no, if, uh, if Brady surpasses 50 playoff games, that means he's in the Super Bowl. If they have to play three games to get to the NFC Championship – and he starts number 50, that would be the NFC Championship. I hate everything. I don't think uh, that he's... I don't think the Bucks are going to get the one seed. Team. Yeah, so, they might not get the one seed, so like, it'd still be the NFC Championship game. Make the bad man go away. Let's play Ken Dorsey before I spiral into depression. <laughs> All right. How we doing? Good, good. I do think it's going. How's the operation? I think that's um, how I want to put it. Like the communication in and out of the huddle mm -hmm. the since you've been here running everything at full speed. Uh, I think it's progressing really well. You know, I think uh, the guys are having a good sense of urgency when we're getting in and out of the huddle or, or, you know, swapping out receivers, changing personnel or whatever it might be, um, you know, have a good sense of urgency. I think the communication's been good. Um, you know, it was good, good test for us here the other, the other night to, uh, kind of get a little bit of that that going and a little bit of that rolling just in a in a little bit more of a live type action so these preseason games will be good for that uh that communication and and um just to kind of get continue to grow and and uh and just get a feel for each other and that smoothness of uh of being able to do those things kind of where were you for that were you up top yeah i was up top how did that go it went good. It went good. And, you know, honestly, right now, it's like am I, I had my whole mindset of like, yeah, I want to be down the field, you know, but like, honestly, right now, I'm not uh, 100 percent sure the direction that that will go there. It felt good up top, um, you know, just uh, um, be able to kind of have things organized and, and set out, um, you know, but I've been spent my whole career down on the field. So that that vision I'm kind of used to. So um, right now we're still kind of playing with it a little bit and uh, um you know, we'll settle on it here at some point. But fortunately, we're not in a rush because I want to make sure uh, it's wherever I'm most comfortable and wherever the team and, and the, the guys are, are comfortable with uh, with us, with, with it. Any, sorry, was there anything different about Otis being up top since you, so used to being on the field? Was there anything? No, I mean, I was, you know, when I first got here with Dave's, I was I was up top and then we switched. So, you know, I've been up there for, for a little bit, you know, and, and that was kind of like, the first half or so of the season um so it's it's definitely a different vantage point and and uh um you know and just a different way of seeing things but it was it was good i felt like uh um the communication was really good between uh the box and the and the sideline and no matter where you're at that's that's going to be critical you know if you're up in the box you really got to trust your coaches down the field they're relaying kind of the feel of the sideline and, and that communication there. If you're if you're down on the field, you gotta really trust the the box guys to kind of be your eyes and be your uh, be the vision of some of the things that might be a little bit in your blind spots down the field. Besides those obvious differences that you just mentioned, is there anything weird or surprising we might not think about that's different between the two? Um, I mean, 
the only problem up with the box is just you're kind of in a confined space and you know there's guys right next to you or whatever so you know every now and then you you want to elbow somebody or something like that but you know uh no but it's uh um it's just that i i would say that's kind of the, the main thing it's just the the confinedness the the tight quarters or whatever um you know versus kind of being out in the open you know and so there's there's definitely pros and cons you know because you got you you could have your stuff kind of set up and how you need it up in the box and you just gotta be a, probably a little bit more organized you know and and uh and condensed if you're down the field last one i have on that i mean brian has had a lot of different stops as an offensive coordinator has, has he ever really communicated with you pros and cons of what he's like best as he's kind of going forward how much is the only conversation I think we've really mainly had about was, again, just the communication and the importance of the communication more so than anything, you know, between up and down. I think that was, that was his biggest thing always because um, uh, he had a really good feel, whether he was down the field or up in the box, I felt like, uh, calling the game and, and seeing things. But uh, I think that, that uh, building that trust and building that feel between coaches is, is huge no matter where you're at. Yeah, um, I think Khalil's doing a great job, and and for a young receiver, he's come in and and really kind of learned and and is growing uh, uh, within the the system, you know. So we're we're still kind of working through, you know, what where is he going to fit? What's his uh, what's his fit? And and he's still competing for for the opportunity, you know, to be out there. So um, I think he's doing a really good job from a mental standpoint, um, really learning and 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 growing and, and getting a great feel for the offense. And uh, he's just going to continue to grow, which is exciting. Isaiah, can you also give us a – Kate Davis looks unguardable mm-hmm. in this training camp and then Friday night just how, – how good is this guy compared to where he, when he came in two years ago? Yeah, I think uh, – I mean, he – again, the biggest thing with him is he just continues to work extremely hard. He's got the great mindset for – what you want from a young player and that's you know he's hungry to to kind of learn and and continue to grow and get better um you know so that i think he's done a, a really nice job and of um he's got a great feel for the offense and and uh um what what we ask him to do and and continues to want to to grow and and learn more so um he's doing a nice job and and we as an offense and and you know him in particular will will continue to grow and and hopefully continue to improve and get better Isaiah's obviously had more of a role here on the offense. Even Sean said potentially a full-time role in what he's doing. When you were in your previous position before being elevated, did you always maybe have that vision of things he could do if you were ever in that spot and able to run the offense? I mean, I think uh, I think when you're when you're in a, a more supportive role, I, I should say, when you're a position coach, you know, you're always trying to, to give insight and and. Um, um, kind of ideas and and those different things to to Dave's was kind of my thought process so you know you're always kind of figuring out different ways to try to use your personnel and utilize it um you know and and then as the coordinator you're kind of looking at big picture and how it all ties together I thought Dave's did a great job in the past with our personnel you know and and uh and really evolved the offense in a in a great direction and and we're just trying to do the same thing based off the personnel we have and and he's a he's a been a great piece to that No, I, I think the main goal that I have is just to, to really kind of be in, in, in involved in a lot of different areas and, and in all areas and make sure, 
you know, I'm, I'm kind of popping in each room and, and one getting a feel for, for how we're coaching it, um, in a, in an individual room basis. And, and two, those guys, you know, seeing that I'm around, cause I think it's important. I think it's important for the line to kind of have faith that I'm, I've, I've got buy-in to what they're doing, you know, and I think the only way to do that is be around them. You know, I think it's important for the receivers and the tight ends to feel that way, the backs. And then obviously, you know, the, the quarterback and, and how important that position is, you're going to be, a, you're going to be in that room a lot as well. So, you know, you try to, you try to balance it and, and try to be um, a, as much of a part of, of each individual room as, as I can. Have there been moments where you just gravitate more towards the quarterbacks and you've got to be conscious of it, or you've just sort of gotten that's, that's your day? I think there's moments where intentionally I, I am I'm in that room a little bit more maybe that day, and that's the benefit of having such a long season and a, and a training camp and everything. So um, Because, I, again, I think that, that communication and, and making sure that Josh and I are on the same page of why we're calling something or what he saw versus what, what I saw is, is important. Because usually we're on the same page, and those, those few times that we're not, or, um, uh, I think it's important to be on the same page. Yeah, I'm I'm so gunned up for Reggie. One, just because he's he's been such a great player for us, and then two, he's just a great human being. I mean, he's as as good of a human being as as I've been around. So I'm really excited for him and and that opportunity and that 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 possibility to continue to grow, you know, here with us and and uh, within our system. And um, he's done a great job. And and anything you ask him to do. He's full bore going out there ready to do it. I mean, uh, uh, no matter what it is, he'll go in there and play left guard if you ask him to and, and battle his tail off, and that's why I love the kid. What are some of the most important things he brings to your vision of this offense? I think just, you know, his um, his intelligence and his physicality and uh, the speed in which he plays the game I think is is very important for us. Um, you know, and, and just uh, – Again, he's got he's got no ego, and he, he's he's a guy who, who puts the teams first. So whether he's playing, you know, one snap or, or twenty snaps, whether it's offense or special teams, um, he's he's a hundred percent bought in on on this team's success of doing whatever he can do to possibly help it. How are you, Sean? Thanks for stopping by. You want to come sit? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Sit up straighter. You spent a lot of time with Josh and Matt in the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Case is the new guy in the room. From the outside looking in, it seems like personality-wise and even talent-wise, it's a pretty good fit. What what has he brought to that quarterback room? He's a great fit. I mean, one, uh, like you said, his personality is awesome. Like, yeah, and he's smart as heck, and um, he's really picked up the system. And the thing I respect is, you know, he wants to kind of learn the ins and outs and the reasons why, and and um, and, and he's just got a great feel of understanding of that communication for him is so important because, hey, he might not get that rep in practice, but he might have to go out and operate on on a game day and, and you know, execute that rep to win a game. So I think he does a great job communicating, asking questions, um, being so locked in during practice, taking every rep mentally that he's not getting, and, and he's really done a great job with that. He's, uh, I think he provides great insight for Josh from his experiences and, and uh, the different situations he's been, whether it's regular season playoffs, anything like that, because um, he's seen a lot of ball. So uh, I think he provides a lot for the quarterback room. You joked Reggie may have to play left guard and Willie. <laughs> 
had to throw a lot of guys on the offensive line because injuries have been really stacked mm-hmm. up over there. Continuity is a big word used with offensive line. Is there a, I don't want to use the word deadline, but is there a point before the season begins that you feel you need to have the five set to feel comfortable that they can have that continuity and gel in time? For yeah, I think that's a little bit of a feel thing. You know, I don't think, you know, you could put your finger on like this is the exact date we need to have everybody back or else, you know. Um, the, on, the plus side for us is uh, um, with that, some guys have gained some, Invalu- you know, invaluable experience, you know, um, coming in and playing against some of the best D linemen in the league, I feel like, I mean, uh, um, it, it's really pushed them and, and really forced some guys to really step up their game and, and take on larger roles and, and really hopefully have helped our depth there and, and hopefully help that competition uh, for guys to really step up and, and push each other. So how many does this made things competition, maybe more so than you initially anticipated up front because availability is, mm-hmm. is the biggest thing and these guys as you said are, are rising to the occasion to fill in for guys that maybe would have been presumed starters yeah i think you know no matter what in this league it, there's always going to be that competition and um you know so i think it's been it's been really good for those guys to kind of step in and uh, i mean uh, as a player you know, as a former player and i know all these guys like more reps the better you know if i can get reps great you know if you want to give me reps with the twos and threes and I'm usually a three. Great. I'm gonna I'm gonna take those reps and, and get as many as I can. And and I think that's been the thing I love about these guys is uh, some of those guys are stepping in and 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 really having to take you know double dip on the reps or whatever. And no one's blinked. No one's complained. They just go out there and work their tail off and do it. That was Bills offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey as he spoke to the media before practice today, which of course. You can hear all about it, read all about it, as Sal Capaccio will bring his report to us on our website at WGR550.com. We're going to get out of here and wrap things up on a special edition of Sports Talk Sunday. On the other side of this break, Derek Kramer, Frank Arcuri, Evan DePasquale, you're listening to WGR. The locker room, like, it was great. I, I wasn't trying to complain of it. I was just saying, like, my experience being in the dorms, like, you know, I, I just said, like, hey, the toilet paper's different, and, like, boom, like, boxes on boxes on boxes of toilet paper and wipes and stuff, and everybody's just trying to make my stay here a whole lot easier, man. I just want to say publicly, man, I appreciate all of you guys, and I'm grateful. <laughs> Von Miller uh, talking about how he made a comment about single-ply toilet paper, and uh, fans decided to send him uh, some quality rolls in droves. Do more of that, less of throwing jerseys at the players to sign. Come on, Bills fans. Be like that. Be like the people that sent toilet paper to Von Miller, who could very well probably afford better toilet paper. But we've all been in college. We all dealt with the worst toilet paper of all time in single ply. That is true. So it's not like he's still using it. It's not like it's some sort of sadist. <laughs> but it is a fun little thing where Bills fans just send a bunch of toilet paper his way. It's a, it's a funny little story. It's something that you like to see more of and less of the videos of... Um, them what throwing. we were complaining about this morning. Yeah. Um, if you didn't hear that, I don't want to re I don't want to rehash it. So uh you can go to the first hour on uh WGR550.com. That's on demand. Thank you to Sal Capaccio, by the way, for helping us out with live updates from training camp. And uh I'm gonna close out this uh sports talk Sunday with a little fun facts edition. So here we go. Let me hear it. You wanna hear it? All right. I want to hear it. A couple of Bill's fun facts for you. Okay. So today, 
actually marks the five-year anniversary of the Bills signing a high-profile name wide receiver, Anquan Bolden. Do you remember Anquan Bolden signing with the Bills? I was at one of the training camp practices, and I'm sure I have pictures on my phone of Anquan Bolden catching passes. There's a really cool list of Bills players that have played preseason games. Anquan Bolden goes down in Bills preseason history with one catch for five yards. That's it. Is is he a yeah, Hall he only... of Famer? So, like, say he goes into the Hall of Fame. Do we get? Do does the team get included to Anquan Bolden? Because he <laughs> retires exactly. as a, he retired while being on the Bills roster. So he retired a Bill. I think we should count it. Totally should count it. <laughs> it's not going to be a. Why a, not? It's kind of like with when To retired. It was just like. But he did play NFL regular season games as a Bill, yeah. so therefore the credit does deserve to get there. It, but Bolden did not. He played in one preseason game. He had one catch. And I, it is kind of funny, though, the uh, the stat line on that for it. Um, he didn't retire mid-game, which, of course, that is how Vontae Davis will go down in history. That was, mm-hmm. like, the Young absolute man's game. worst. Nice. You got Shady's blown out in the Shady's first game. Shady's reiteration is hilarious still. Yeah. It's a young man's game. I can't, I can't do it anymore. Uh, and also uh, mentioned several times throughout the day as one of the uh, noteworthies of the update from Evan, uh, the retirement of Kiko Alonso, the Bills draft pick in 2013, who uh, helped sweeten the pot on the EJ Manuel trade. All I can remember, all or I the think EJ about Manuel when I... draft, I should say. I think All I say trade was so they did trade down. I'm not sure if it was Alonzo's pick or Woods' pick, Robert Woods or Kiko Alonzo, which was the second of the picks that ended up becoming from that trade uh, that allowed the Rams to move up to select Tavon Austin, and they paid a second oh. rounder. Buffalo would then, after I'm moving down in the first round, selected EJ Manuel, and. The second player was either Robert Woods or Kiko Alonso. It was Kiko. It was Kiko Alonso. So he made that. He had one great rookie season. He was an all-rookie first team. He was the defensive rookie of the year for Buffalo. He was? I I don't remember that. Yeah, he was named to the Pro Football Writers Association all-rookie team uh, after 159 tackles. Two sacks, four interceptions. Yeah, the legend of Kiko Alonso. Yeah, two sacks, four interceptions, 11 tackles for loss. It was a pretty solid rookie campaign. Then he tears his ACL in practice, and then he never suits up for the Bills again and is traded for LaShawn McCoy, who is part of the offense that helps break the drought. Yeah, I was going to say, besides the trade, the other thing I think about with Kiko Alonso is his hits that he would have, like the dirty hit on Joe Flacco and the questionable hits that he would have yeah. on a routine. I mean, even, yeah. even, I mean, I wouldn't call the, the Bills one. scrapped with them because of one. Yeah. The Josh Allen one. Yeah. Allen took I don't, a slide. I, I mean, I don't really consider it to be the worst of the worst, but I think the Flacco one was the worst. Oh of the yeah. Worst. That was terrible. Uh, yeah. No. So, but again, fun little fact though about Kiko Alonso after he, uh, after he retired after, his last game, by the way, was in 2019, and he ends up back with the Saints, and he um, he ends up retiring. I remember, like, he in- was traded four times in his NFL career. That is tied for the most in the NFL. Do you know who is the other player who was traded four times in the league? Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
A noteworthy candidate, I will say. Yeah, no, a lot of his movement was free agency. Oh. Um, Eric Dickerson. I mean, he was like considered to be the big prize in the trade of the decade, but it turned out that the Bills got the the big prize in the trade of the decade. Yes. So or the the deal of the decade, excuse me. So of the four trades, Alonzo's impact the other way was most beneficial for Buffalo. So have a happy retirement, Kiko. And with that, we're already over on time. So for Frank Arcuri, for Evan DePasquale, thank you for listening. I'm Derek Kramer. This has been Sports Talk Sunday. Thank you to Sal Capaccio for checking in live with us at training camp. Thanks to all of you that chimed in as well earlier in the first hour today as well. So for Frank, for Evan, I'm Derek. Thank you for listening. Howard and Jeremy back at it for you. 6 a.m. tomorrow. Let's get it. You're listening to WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.